Hey, hey, welcome to the Get the Acceptance Letter podcast. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. You've come to the right place if you are a parent who has a vision for their child's life that includes health, wealth, safety, and having them land at a college that honors their gifts and goals, all while keeping it debt-free. Sit back, enjoy, as I share some valuable tools and strategies with you that will help you get your kiddo into college and without crushing student loan debt. Hey, 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 everybody. It is your girl Treasure here in the parking lot of the Starbucks. And you know what? I have been talking to some amazing parents over the last couple of weeks. And they many of them are asking me, when am I going to officially open the doors to the community Uh, so that they can get in and uh, get the support on how to get their kid into college and how to do it debt-free. So, today marks 30 days before I reopen uh, the doors to the debt-free degree community. So, hi, I see somebody joined me. How are you doing? Um, If you don't know who I am or you're not quite sure, my name is Treasure Shields Redmond and I am known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at Get the Acceptance Letter dot online so what i'm committed to doing is coming to you every day every day live to tell you some sort of um strategy or share a tool that will help you get into college and do it debt free so um you know what one of the things that people have uh you know uh, a lot of uh trouble with uh is picking colleges One of the first things you should be doing with your college-bound team is gauging how well they're going to do on those college entrance tests and picking colleges, picking a list of colleges you're interested in. And a lot of people, they aren't sure. They're kind of overwhelmed by the process. They aren't sure how to pick those colleges. And I'm going to tell you, I use C-A-L- S calls. There's an acronym. C A L S calls. Calls or is it cows? Like calorie. Maybe it's cows. Like calorie. C A L S. And that stands for cost, academic major, location, and size. Cost, academic major, location, and size. I'm not considering these being ranked in any order of importance it's just that when i looked at those things i figured i tried to figure out a way to uh make it a uh an acronym and now i'm thinking i probably should have did class c-l-a-s so i'm going to change that we're editing on the fly c-l-a-s cost location academic major and size class 
Yes, that's that's it right there. That is it right there, class. So let's talk about that. When you're compiling, you want to have, you know, when you first start this thing, about 10 schools, right? Uh, and let me just segue off related but kind of uh, expanding on this, picking more than one college. I, I've done videos before uh, about how important it is to pick more than one college. And I just wanna share a short anecdote, a short story. I was just working with a lovely college-bound family uh, just yesterday, actually. Um, they contacted me and um, this family has a college-bound daughter who has fallen in love with a certain college. The family's fallen in love with a certain college that because it has direct admission uh, nursing program. So for those of you who are unfamiliar with the nursing field, usually you have to be admitted to a nursing program. So even if you go to a college that has a bachelor's of science in nursing, a BSN, the first two years of coursework, you, you're not guaranteed that you're going to be admitted to the nursing program. You have to get a certain GPA, you have to have certain test scores, and that sort of thing. Uh, and there are uh, some colleges where if you declare that you want to be a nurse, you're in the nursing program from uh, day one, day one of classes. So um, because we're in an area, they were from this area where I am, uh, the St. Louis Metropolitan Southern Illinois area, there are, there are a lot of um, reputable nursing schools. Uh, some of them are private and quite expensive. And uh, some of these nursing programs uh, are very competitive. Uh, you have to have really extraordinary test scores and GPA and, and that sort of thing. And so this direct admissions nursing where you just, if you get into the college, you get into the nursing program, it's very attractive to them. And it has kept the family from planning to apply to other colleges. Now, they met me and I, I've i intervened. Oh, my goodness. I did not know, y'all. I got food. I was over here eating fast food in my car and I got a big glob of sauce. I got lost in the sauce, honey. A big glob of sauce on my hand. So, um, basically, um, they were headed toward what I have seen some families do, which is they just decide that of the thousands of colleges in the U.S. that this one that oftentimes is very near the house because <laughs> that's a that's a part of this as well uh uh you know not really uh being super interested in your child being far from home um this one that's very near the house that they visited and they've 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 gotten comfortable with it they don't want to do any more they don't want to apply for any more but here's why you should apply to more than one school. Uh, number one, uh, the same way you should apply to more than one job. I mean, you never know if you're going to get in, if you're going to get accepted. So you need to have more than one option. Number two, you need to have another option that you're going to get into in the negotiation stage. Lots of parents, I have helped them increase a financial aid award right the paper you get from the college that says this is how much money we're going to give you uh, in order for your child to attend here and if it and I have helped families parlay use 
one at, at, uh, financial aid award letter by showing it to the school that they really want to go to and saying, look, this other school that is comparable to you uh, has offered me more. And in order for us to come to your school, we would like for you to match what this other school offered. And oftentimes, they do it. More often than not, they do it. So you really need to apply to more than one school. Even if inside your heart, you know that that one school on your list is the one, and that's where you're going, even if you have to pay a little money, that's where you're going, don't tell the schools that. Do not tell the schools that. Keep your cards close to your chest. That's a phrase I heard somebody bring back to my memory here recently. All right, so... Class, C-L-A-S, how do you choose a college, um, cost, location, academic major, and size? So, cost, uh, you know what, we can go from the uh, madness to the mundane. Madness being $70,000 a year. That's how much NYU costs. That's how much Washington University in St. Louis, Missouri costs. Um, $70,000 a year, and then we can go down to the cost of a community college, which for some people can be free uh, because the college itself is affordable. And then once you uh, apply for, uh, use the, uh, fill out the FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A, Federal Application for Student Aid, um, the college is so affordable that FAFSA's uh, award of free money, the type of money you don't have to pay back, covers everything. So, and then there are, there are more and more community colleges that are committed to being free for in-state residents. Um, and then you have uh, undergraduate institutions that are very affordable. Um, a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, I posted a video from Our Rich Journey, which talked about a couple of colleges that were committed to graduating kids debt-free. One of them is Berea in Kentucky, and there's another one in Missouri, and I cannot remember the name of the college, um, but I'll look that up for you and put it in the, um, in the description box. Um, cost is a concern, uh, and here's one reason why it is a concern. You want the amount of investment that you put into your child to be reasonable. Just the other day, I was talking with a family, and um, you know, we were talking about whether or not they should take out student loans. And here's the thing: I'm very anti-loan. I'm very averse to loans. However, a reasonable investment in yourself uh, as as the young undergraduate going to college is not unusual what's reasonable well if you're going to be a teacher and you know a teacher's starting salary is forty four thousand dollars a year then that means that the total loan you take out for that undergraduate degree should not be more than forty four thousand dollars i don't believe that you should spend seventy thousand dollars a year at a school uh, in order to be an education major, if that's the full stop, in game career that you're pursuing. 
uh, 70 times four is uh, $280,000. That's a quarter of a million dollars for a, a profession that pays you $44,000 a year. So the prospect of you being shackled and burdened <laughs> by an onerous <laughs> and soul-crushing debt uh, it, it is high. So weigh the cost according to what your young person uh, is uh, pursuing. That's just one reason. Another reason is if your child was an average to below average student and you know that the, the schools that you're looking at aren't going to offer a lot of scholarship from them, a lot of in, in, institutional scholarships, um, then you might want to, you know, really consider cost. If you feel like your kiddo is college material, as they say, uh, but their, their high school numbers don't really exemplify that. You need to pay attention to cost because if they don't have great, um, if they have below average uh, test scores and below average GPA, then the school is usually not going to offer a lot of scholarship on their end. Now, I know how to get outside scholarships, but just talking about the scholarships from the school, and then you need to put the word cost into the search bar of the college's website and find out exactly how much it costs to go there. All right, so cost, location, academic major and size, location. Lots of parents are averse to their child going far away. They want to be able to know that they can get to them within a 24-hour time span if something happens or that they can get home. Some parents are thinking about the cost of visiting home uh, because if somebody lives on the East Coast and goes to school on the West Coast, then there's that you know um, plane ticket or train ticket and that might be cost prohibitive. They, they might be spending every dime just to get them moved into the dorm even if the kid has scholarships. There's a lot of out-of-pocket costs just getting a kid sent off to college you know usually the school even if your kid has a full ride the school wants a deposit and it's usually five hundred dollars or less but uh still uh for a lot of families uh that is um you know not easy to pull together not to mention comforter sets and and, and tiny refrigerators and uh, you know, money for laundry and um, incidentals, that sort of thing, hygiene products. It all costs money. The child might need another laptop. Um, there are all kinds of expenses that pop up at the beginning of the college journey. Uh, so location plays into that because you have to weigh how much money you have to spend on those incidentals at the beginning and travel. Um, some kids don't want to be far from home. So that's one thing that they should uh, consider. If they've never been to a sleepaway camp, they're the kid who had to be picked up from the sleepover. Uh, and they, they may not want to be far from home. So that's all on them. And then, of course, there's the other end of the spectrum where you're like me. My child, my son chose to be close to home, but I was like, fly, fly free, little birdie. And we visited schools hours and hours and hours away. He chose one less than an hour, <laughs> less than an hour away. Um, uh, my daughter, I suspect, will uh, be a bit more adventurous as far as location. Also, when we talk about location, we're talking about 
urban rural suburban so is it in the city is it like um an nyu or here in st louis there's a university called slu st louis university where you can step off campus and be right there at the uh downtown uh uh, uh, uh theater you can be right down uh, restaurants and uh gas stations and near the highway and um you know, near businesses, there's a little bit of a business district, an arts district, that sort of thing. Um, some people like suburban schools where it's on the outskirts of town and you have to carpool with friends to go to the Walmart in order to get your provisions and your commodities. And uh, some people like rural schools where, you know, the school sprung up in the middle of a cornfield and there you have it. The school is its own little city. It has everything you need. You don't need to leave because there there isn't anything for miles around anyway. So think about that as far as location: urban, suburban, rural. Um, so we said we said uh, 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 cost, location, and we got two left: uh, academic major and size. So this academic major piece is a major concern. A ma it's a major key, as DJ Khaled says. It's a major key. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you can't send your child to a school where they don't offer what they're interested in or what they're planning to study or where what they're planning to study is brand new or has a bad reputation or has lost its accreditation. You need to look at all of those things. So when you're doing your college visits, definitely, if your child wants to be a computer science major, you know, ask them, what, what's up with this computer science department? How, 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 what's the graduation rate? Um, what, what kinds of industries do you have relationships with? Is there a career services department that can help place my child in internships and maybe even jobs? Find all of that out if they have the academic major. Sometimes schools will try to convince you that they have something close enough. Uh, close enough is not good enough. It's just not good enough. Look, if your child wants to go into international business, but all they have is a translation degree in languages, that's not the same thing. Sitting there translating languages as opposed to understanding how to manage project projects and um, calculate projected costs and uh, build teams, all of that is the business piece. That's the international business piece. Uh, translating languages is a skill that would be valuable for somebody in international business, but that's not international business. So don't let a school try to convince you that they have something just close enough to what your child is interested in studying. They really need to have the academic major or field that your child is interested in. Um, one last um, idea about that. I also want to say that, you know, there are lots of majors all over the country that are similar, but pairing the major with the region or city where that major flourishes is also important. So, here's what I mean. You can get a film degree from a school in Southern California, or you can get a film degree from a school in Idaho. No shade to Idaho, 
but Idaho is not the film capital of the world. <laughs> Los Angeles is. <laughs> so, when we are um, specifically with the arts, sending our kids to schools for um, arts-based degrees, and it's not near uh, working professional companies and that's that that specific artistic discipline uh, when the school is unable to secure internships enter your child into contests uh, take them to see working artists in that genre whatever it is dance visual arts landscape design uh, uh, audio recording anything that has to do with performance and that sort of thing you really need to think about that you really want to choose schools that are gonna provide that path out into the world for your young person. So that was uh, cost, location, academic major. Now we're gonna talk about size. You know, uh, Indiana University at Purdue is uh, 40,000 people. It's as big as a city. I grew up in a city of 40,000 people. There's a college <laughs> that's the size of a city. There are so many kids who thrive in that environment. Look, when they walk into that freshman biology lab lecture and there are 700 kids in there, they just scooch down in that seat. They feel so good. It doesn't stand out to them. And then there are other kids who, when, when they walk into that biology lab or lecture and there's 700 kids in there, they immediately feel small, intimidated, overwhelmed, and not seen right so you have to start to talk with your young person your child about the realities of their academic environment do they like big classes small classes are they going to need to have accommodations do they need to have a drop-in tutoring center where people will know their name do they need to meet all of their classes on ground or can they do a hybrid thing where you know some of their classes are online and some are on ground do they need a school with a lot of um social activities you know uh sororities and fraternities to join and different clubs um are they religious are they do they need the type of school that's going to have chapel and uh, religious singing or are they very um, progressive uh, politically they need a child uh, a school that's gonna have a, a P flag uh, uh, parents uh, and friends of lesbians and gays uh, 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 sexual affinity groups gender affinity groups um, um, opportunities for people who are, are spiritual but not religious that sort of thing um, all of this has to do with the size of the college the smaller the college uh, the smaller the social circle um, and you have to think about that uh, when we when we talk about kids needing to persist until graduation you want to help them pick an environment that's going to support them in doing that because of course as i work with parents you know one of the big fears is their kid is going to get get to the college and spin out and uh and and not make it through and you know sometimes that happens and one of my jobs as the debt-free degree expert is to make it so cost-effective that even if your child goes to college that first semester and we find out that that was a grand experiment <laughs> that's that's what it was it was a grand experiment 
if you have designed the experience to where it is not cost prohibitive and it's all handled then it that it was worth that investment they found out that that school wasn't for them or they needed a maturing curve they needed to come home and go to community college for a semester or two before they ventured out again or something else is appropriate for them um so class cost location uh academic major and size those are the things that you should look at when you are choosing a list of college a list of colleges uh, my name is treasure shields redmond i am known as the debt-free degree experts um and i would love to hear from you hit reply um hit comment down at the bottom i would love to hear how you chose your kids colleges or what you've experienced as you've been looking at colleges or how you are moving forward as you are compiling your list of colleges and i will see you next time